You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hey friends, welcome to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so grateful you're listening. If you've been following along this month, November 2020, we're talking all about fun, fun self-care practices, play, joy, just all of the above. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be honest, it's been it's been kind of hard to have fun lately. I like ugh, I don't know, just I used to do things that were you know, playful and fun. We're like going to dinner or, you know, like dancing with friends or going to a movie. And we just, we can't do that obviously right now. And so we just have to be kind of creative with what fun actually looks like as we are quarantined adults at the moment. It's a good challenge. And I feel like I'm learning, I'm learning a lot about myself through this process. So I was chatting with some of my clients yesterday and we all, we all kind of agreed that some days like we'll go through the day, the whole day, and just be like, what the heck did I do? <laughs> what did I do today? And that's usually my wake-up call to be more intentional and joyful with my day-to-day routine. So per my usual MO on this show, I'm always trial and erroring for you. And here are some things, some activities that I'm I'm really enjoying at the moment that are that are fun in a creative way. So first, decorating for the holidays, you know, not super creative really, but so fun, a bit early here for us, (laughs) early November to be doing that, but you know, making it a moment, we're getting some new things, trying to stay on a budget, getting the kids involved. It's just, I mean, true joy is to blast holiday music and put up a Christmas tree, obsessed. Um, the second is that I, I've been going back and listening to some of my past astrology readings and even like old workshops and just things that I've done in the past. Um, if you're someone who likes to get regular readings done, astrology, tarot, whatever it is, it can be so fun and kind of crazy to go back and listen and see, you know, what's happened since that conversation did it come to fruition? What does that look like? Such, such a mind trick to do that. Um, clearly, I have a lot of time in my hands. The third thing, I've been trying to be more intentional with my time with friends. You know, granted, most of my time with my friends is digital right now, but just trying to make it special. I'm actually teaching a Zoom yoga class for a birthday party this weekend, and we're going to take some time to share things that we really admire about the birthday girl, you know, making it even more memorable. Finally, I don't know if I've shared this with all of you listeners before, but I love to read trashy ass romance novels. Like, I don't, it's, it, they're embarrassingly bad, but they're so entertaining. 
And I mostly do it because they're, it's just so far out of my realm of like self-development books and podcasts. It just feels like a little vacation. <laughs> and I have, you know, I have Venus in Leo. If you're an astrology buff, you know that that basically means I just need to live in like a romantic comedy at all times. So yeah, trashy romance novels, my, my V fun activity at the moment. I'd be so curious. What are you guys doing? What are you doing for fun right now? You know, are you getting creative? Are you going with your regular routines? What are you doing to get out of the out of the mundane when you're at home all the time? Shoot me a DM on Instagram or an email. I'd really love to hear. I'd love to shout out some ideas on the final episode um, talking about fun in November next week. So let me know. I'll be curious. All right, enough about that. I'm I'm so excited about today's guest. She's a bright light. She's so smart. She's so creative joyful really and and she's working hard during a challenging time in the event business and you know it's just it's not going unnoticed um kelly bullis is the founder and owner of maven events which is a full service event production and design house here in the twin cities i wanted to chat with kelly to talk about meaningful events you know remember those (laughs) but more so so you know what we can do to create a little party magic right now even in a pandemic even if we're online outdoors small gathering whatever it is just making events and parties really magical kelly and her team they created some serious fun back in march when we all went into lockdown Um, we talked about a little bit about some of the conversation but she started club date night which was just a free weekly date night email that included signature cocktails custom playlists games just little details and my partner john and i did it a few times and it was so inspiring and I actually learned a lot about him like, through the process. It was it was a fun moment. And then, you know, things, they took a, a shift for Kelly and her team and our community as a whole in June this past summer um, after the, the murder of George Floyd. And, you know, Kelly and her team, they really stepped up. They made a meaningful difference in the community with their support efforts, with their communication, I'm just, I was in awe of the work that her team was doing and yeah, it was amazing. So today she's talking about the necessary pivots to keep her business alive and you know how she's doing that with grace. Um, I hope this conversation, it really not only gives you some insight into throwing, you know, fun special events, but it also inspires you to be open to the pivot, to making the necessary changes to do the most good whenever it's needed. As always, I'm so grateful you're listening to this show. If you're not already following Yoga Magic on Instagram, hop on there and check out at Yoga Magic Podcast. And if you like this episode, shout it out and share it with a friend. I'd really appreciate it. All right, friends, let's head on over to our chat with Kelly Bullis of Maven Events. Well, Kelly, thanks for being on the show. I'm so yeah, excited. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I, I we've Our paths have, I guess we've crossed a little bit, but... I just, uh, you know, really admired all that you do from styling to events to your event spaces here in the Twin Cities for a long time. So it's fun to learn from you and and your really creative brain today. I'm excited. Well, thanks. I've also admired you and all the self-care tips. I need all of that. So thank you for putting that out there. (laughs) You're very inspiring with your yoga. I want to do all of what you do. Well, we all kind of do, right? I (laughs) Instagram says one story, but some days it's like, I just don't want to get out of bed really. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So Kelly, I want to hear about your journey into building Maven, into, you know, building a creative brand, bringing in venues and, and making it successful. You've done so much and you're so well known in the Twin Cities. Like, how did you get there? Oh my gosh. That's so nice. Thank you. Um, I, I will say, I mean, I'm still working at it, right? It's like a, a constant journey. I don't feel like any of us are ever where we necessarily want to be even. Um, but I, it's really funny. I never imagined myself even owning my own business or doing anything like this. I have always been super creative and have loved doing that, but I actually started doing events because I was a fundraiser and was doing events based around, um, helping the organization I was working for. And so I did a lot of training around, uh, how to move people to give and just the psychology of events and Mm -hmm. and what helps people feel emotion and connect like the head and the heart during an event. And so believe it or not, that actually helped me, you know, lean into weddings, which is what we do a lot of, but it was really interesting because it helped me understand just the process of the anticipation of somebody going to an event. And then when they actually get to the event, what their expectations are. And once they're there, you know, how they experience the event is so important and then what they feel after they leave. Mm -hmm. And so that is really, that's really what's affected the way that we um, built the philosophy of Maven. And it's really deeply rooted in what we do. Um, Cause we like to say that we don't focus on just the decor and, and the pretty side of the event, but really the guest experience. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely do think that the guest experience is what makes a memorable event. So, um, so I started Maven um, in 2010 with a business partner. Uh, she did the floral, I did the event side. And then a couple of years down the road, she, you know, we were both doing it part-time at that time. And we wanted to jump in full time. And she decided, no, I don't want to work weekends anymore because that's, really all events is, is weekends. Mm-hmm, and so yeah. she, um, she took a different path and I kept doing it. And just from there, uh, just really threw my heart into it and just tried to make the business grow as fast as possible. And luckily it did, it picked up and, and we were able to hire a team and we still have such an amazing team. And it's, it's just been a really fun journey. It's, I can't believe it's been like 10 years since <sighs> Since the beginning of it all. So it's been a lot of fun. What nonprofit were you at? Were you working at? Uh, So the nonprofit I worked for at the time, it was called Friends of the Orphans. Uh, And then they actually merged with a a few different offices who all did fundraising for the same uh, organization. And so now it's called NPH, which stands for Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos, means our little brothers and sisters. And um, they fundraise for... uh, orphan homes, nine specific orphan homes in Latin America and the Caribbean. Okay. And so part of my job also, because I was a major donor fundraiser was uh, taking people down to the orphanages to show them what their money was doing and what their dollars were really giving to. So that, that was a whole other challenge. I do not speak Spanish and (laughs) that was a whole other challenge to bring them down there, not speaking the language and a lot of charades and I'd bring an interpreter, but she wouldn't always be around. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so funny. They're saying this. Cause that's, this is my 
pre-business owning life was I was um, an event planner and a major gifts officer for the, an orchestra for the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra. Oh my gosh. So you totally know what I mean. Same thing. Patron tours and, you know, like that piece of, and what you, you noted it like that it's about the guest experience. And I think that was the first time I really understood what that meant that like people have like creature comforts, like they're prickly about weird things. Like, you know, what scents in the bathroom or, you know, just like stuff that I don't even All that stuff matters. It It totally does. I'm like, I, I, that was, that's the one thing I always say to anybody that works with us is think about the minute they get out of the car. What do they experience? If they're getting out of a car and they have no idea where the venue is, or even like they're stepping onto a slippery sidewalk or something like all of that matters because then before they even get in the door, they're upset, they're unhappy. So you want that the moment they get out of their car to be a really great experience so that the time they get into the event, then all the effort, all the work you put into that space is appreciated and they can really understand the work you put in and enjoy it. Otherwise they can't. I mean, that's just human nature, right? (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. It's so, it's such a social experiment to just be around people that, that have opinions about what they're going into. And yeah, I feel like I I might've learned that the hard way a few times. (laughs) So, you know, when you decided to move into, you know, styling and events now, you know, things have changed a lot, but there's still something so magical about, you know, you're still doing some events, still doing some weddings. And even like, I know you guys have done like smaller dinners and like really curated, curated events as well. Like, what do you think in addition to this piece of like thinking from start to finish, what makes it really magical? Like when people get together, what's magical about that? Yeah, that's a really great question. I, I think what makes events magical is people being allowed to escape whatever their day-to-day is, whatever they're going through and just kind of let that all go and, and live in the moment at that event. And that's what we've been doing with these small dinners and all of these smaller events that are more comfortable for people right now and a lot safer for people right Mm now um, because it's with a group of people that you, you trust and you, you know, are doing the right thing to make you feel comfortable. Um, But really just kind of getting in that space and everything in that event is really just designed to help you forget, just to forget and just enjoy what's happening in that moment. And I've seen that happen right now and just seeing the joy that people can have by reuniting with friends they maybe haven't seen in a long time or even just enjoying like a really beautiful meal with a, at a beautiful table, you know, it's not something you get to do every day. And so it does really help you escape into this, this moment that you can keep going back to and, and hopefully find some solace in what's happening right now through that. So, yeah. I love that. And that's, that's honesty, right? Like we do need to escape a little bit right now. Maybe it's a book, maybe it's an event, maybe it's Netflix. I don't know, but like, it's okay to do that. And you know what better than with friends. So in COVID world now, what, if you were to put together with your creative brain, one of like the most fun events or fun gatherings that was COVID friendly, what would you do? 
I love that. Okay. So I, I hate to say it, but simple is so much better, like, yeah. especially right now, you know, I, and I think people's expectations are so much lower right now because we haven't even been able to go out to a restaurant like we normally do. True. So the great thing about right now is that it's almost like this reawakening and people can see the value in, in the smallest things. And so right now, honestly, these small dinner parties or small events where you can really just gather your closest friends and, and just enjoy some time and and maybe, you know, each person contributes some element so that it's not just you doing it all by yourself. Um, that has been really, really special because it has been so long since people have seen each other. And so it's really just a way for them to reconnect and, and see each other. I mean, I'm all about human connection Mm -hmm. and people talking. I mean, just what we're doing right now, it's learning from each other, hearing about other, other people's experiences. I think that's the stuff that really feeds your soul. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, really what events should be doing right now is, is helping fuel you for what's to come and what we have to continue to to live through right now. So as terrible as that is, it's, I I think that's really, really where it's at is just finding the the best way to feed your soul, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always talk about like a, a routine feeds your, you know, it's kind of like a, you go through the motions, it's feeding your body, but a ritual or something again, like self-care of ritual feeds your soul. So like, Oh, totally love I that. <laughs> we, I will say our favorite event of the year is one of the, um, one of the events that we do as a team, we all love Halloween. So my team loves Halloween. We just are obsessed. And so we always do a big Halloween party at my house, which I just love doing, but right now we can't really do that. And so we're still trying to find a way to reconnect. So you're talking about rituals. You know, we have our like fun little witchy rituals that we do. And so we're trying to find a way that everybody can do that at home and still kind of be at the party together, you know, yeah. maybe put on a costume and just do some sort of uh, Zoom event where we can all get together and, and still have that experience, even though we can't be together. So that's another way to do it is if you don't feel comfortable getting together in person, I mean, plan some sort of fun zoom event where you send out cocktail recipes and everybody does the same cocktail. You can send out kind of like an instruction card on how to do some sort of ritual that you can all do together at the same time that day on zoom. It's, you know, there's a lot of other ways to do it. You don't have to be in person to do it. So that, I I think that's a really fun way to do it. And hopefully we'll, we'll get something together soon so we can do that with my team. Halloween's going to be a wild ride, Kelly. I'm excited. It's a, it's the second full moon of the month, which means it's a blue moon. Everything's retrograde. It's going to feel like a kind of a shit show. It's going to be great. And I mean, as long as we can harness it the right way. So (laughs) I think, yeah, you guys should totally do something fun. And oh my gosh, I had no idea it was a full moon. That's so spooky. I love it. it. (laughs) It's very spooky. Mars is in retrograde. Mercury is retrograde. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's like all the things. All the things. And, you know, what, what you guys did with date night. So for the listeners that aren't familiar, right when we kind of went into lockdown, um, 
Kelly and the Maven team put together these amazing, or maybe it was the new news specifically, but I feel like your whole team put it together with this awesome weekly date nights with yeah. cocktails and events or like rather activities. Yeah. And there was even like, I totally took you up on this, but like you could pick out an outfit um, yes. from a local shop and use a code and like get a little discount. And I, I bought so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad it was such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. We, it was called club date night and we really were just trying to find a way for people to not get stir crazy and still enjoy each other's company because you're stuck at home with your partner, you know, whether or not you have kids, you're still, you're stuck at home with your partner and you can get kind of annoyed with them, right? You can get totally. sick of them. All the stuff that bothers you, it's just amplified. You're all going through a hard time. I mean, everyone was struggling. So we really just wanted to find a way to, to bring joy into people's lives and find a way for them to like, almost like go on a date night and create this experience for them. So yeah, it was really fun. We gave them, if they signed up, it was all free. You just get a cocktail recipe to make together. Um, you would get... Like you had mentioned, we had partnered with some people to do coupon codes. And even if you didn't want to make dinner, you could have picked up dinner from Parallel. Uh, we had a playlist so you could have some music playing the whole time while you're getting ready. And really just wanted people to have fun. And the activities that they would do were all activities focused on connection yeah. and finding a way for them to come together and maybe learn things about each other that they didn't know before. That was honestly, the most fun part of it is hearing from couples saying, oh my gosh, I had no idea how my husband got that scar in his forehead. And he told me this crazy story about him and a rat. Like (laughs) it was amazing. It was really amazing. So we were so happy with the outcome and how much people loved it. That was so smart, such a smart pivot. And I think from what I've seen, you know, with what you've done with Maven and some of the things that you've done during this really challenging time to pivot. I mean, so many of us, myself included, really had to make some major changes in my business right away when this came about. And I feel like no one has done it better than you with, you know, your style shop and, or you, you, you tell the listeners all about the things that you've done because it's so (laughs) rooted in the community It's where I feel like that's the most, um, compelling, but it's also authentically you. So how did you pivot your business? Totally. Well, like I mentioned at the very beginning, we did the club date night, which really lent itself to supporting those couples that we felt people weren't identifying the, the couples that we were working with that had to cancel their weddings and, really just trying to give them something to look forward to. And then when um, the uprising happened uh, with the murder of George Floyd, we really identified the need for um, the food supply drive that we did at the Nunu. Um, And that really, a lot of our um, team members and our leadership team, they live within blocks of um, where George Floyd was murdered. And um, now the memorial. And so we very quickly realized this, there is a food desert. And um, I know I had mentioned doing fundraising. I had also um, worked for a food shelf for a short period of time. So I was extremely aware of the struggle that some people face getting food. And just immediately I realized this is going to be a huge problem and this isn't going away anytime soon. And especially with COVID and people not having jobs and and not having work to be able to afford food as it was, 
Um, and so a friend of mine, um, Janae from Blush and Whim, she actually had the idea of using the Nunu as um, a food drive location because she had volunteered the um, during that week at a place and noticed that just the the donations were overwhelming. And because I liked, you know, I like connecting with people and, and, um, want to make sure that, you know, logistics, I love logistics and like helping people with that. Yeah. So we immediately jumped in and connected with the people that wanted to distribute the food. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a huge disconnect between, you know, people donating food, but then not really knowing where it was going. And so exactly. what we were seeing was a lot of warehouses just full of food. and we would say, well, where is this going? And so we were trying to work with community leaders to actually distribute the food in the way that was needed and really identifying, you know, okay, in South Minneapolis, in this pocket of, you know, 10 blocks, there's a really large Latino population. So we need to get the canned tomatoes and the tortillas there and the black beans and all of the, you know, dried peppers that they cook with that are staples for them. That food then we would help distribute and transfer to that area. Um, and, or likewise in St. Paul, um, in the midway, there's a very large Somali population. And so people were donating great food, like Mac and cheese, things like that, that, you know, every kid likes. Right. But that population in that area really needed lentils and Mm -hmm. rice and Mm -hmm. things that, that were just going completely unused in other areas of the city. And so we really worked just in that week, it was, I, it was crazy. We were working like 12, 14 hour days trying to really work with all the community leaders we could connect with and get the food where it needed to be during that time. And I mean, all of this was, you know, unpaid, but no one's working. So everyone had a ton of hours to volunteer and, mm-hmm. and give to support the effort. So that was honestly like the highlight of of everything, knowing that we could help and support people. And then, um, and then after that, um, after a lot of those distribution places kind of, uh, went away because, you know, people started to go back to work and, and there wasn't, um, and because people had really met the need, there wasn't as much of a demand for the food in that same immediate way that there was during that week. Um, so then we started working with, um, a lot of the sanctuaries that were located around Minneapolis. And um, without getting too much into detail about all of that, because I know that's also very political and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of opinions around that. Um, mm-hmm. But for the sanctuaries that they're, you know, the homeless um, people living in those areas, we were providing um, meals. So pre-packaged meals. And we partnered with um, a couple churches and some restaurants, people that we know, people that we partner with and work with all throughout the year just asking them, Hey, can you make a hundred meals? Can you make 200 meals for, for lunch or for dinner? And, um, again, just really trying to figure out when they needed them so that we could get them. Um, honestly, sometimes we'd only get like 18 hour notice saying, Hey, the people that said we're bringing us lunch, they've canceled. Can you get us lunch? And so mm-hmm. trying to work to find a way to get them lunch so that these hundred people living in the park could still eat. And, um, it was, it was really challenging to see people living in those conditions as well. And knowing that the little that we were doing really wasn't enough. Um, So 
you know, as we know, the sanctuaries are gone now. And so Mm -hmm. we kind of stopped doing that. There's other ways to support them. And um, a lot of actual, you know, because before that was community leaders really leading that effort. And now there's um, nonprofits who are and have been doing this work. Um, really working to to support those people in those situations. Um, so really just helping support them um, in whatever way they need, but um, they're much more organized, so they don't need me right now. <laughs> um, and then really, because the, the, all that stuff is unpaid. So we're trying to find a way to make some money. So we can <laughs> still run this business. <laughs> yeah. And so the last thing that we're doing is uh, we started what we call the Maven Style Shop. And it's just a really fun way for anybody to get like a piece of Maven, we say, um, and shop our shelves. Uh, And honestly, we are like liquidating a lot of our really fun props and supplies that we use for styling events. And some of it's really heartbreaking to see go, but we're also really happy knowing it's going to these fun homes and fun parties that people are doing. Uh, But yeah, it's like, it's home decor and just really just trying to get our vibe out there and get our style out to people's homes and, and, you know, connect them with fun used or new items that they can use to decorate their houses. Cause I know that's so big right now. Everyone's at home redecorating. (laughs) Right. That's exactly what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, you know, in all of those little pivots, right? Like the date night, all of the community outreach that you did, and, and the style shop too, you're thinking about other people and that it's, that's a vibrational, you know, surge that sends so much goodness out to other people. And, you know, speaking as a business owner, a mom, somebody who just like wants to help, but sometimes I just don't know where to look. I mean, especially during the uprising, there was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to help. I have time, I have energy, I have resources. I can do this. Like, okay, where do I land? And I feel like you guys did such a good job of communicating need and opening up opportunities for people to get in there, get their hands in there right away. And so if I've learned anything from that time, it's that, you know, if we communicate the message, if we can just share using social media for good about, Hey, this is in, you know, this family needs help right now. That goes so far, so, so far. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I, we had not used our social media platforms in that way at all. And so being able to, to communicate the need to people, like you said, was extremely effective. And just the response that we saw was so wonderful. I mean, people immediately, you know, once they knew we were doing things, they would say, they'd reach out and say, I have, you know, these 10 bins of granola bars or something, you know, and, (laughs) you know, like school's out, school's not happening. And so a lot of schools had excess snacks that they didn't know what to do with. And we, because we had connected with specific community leaders, we would say, okay, I know exactly where those granola bars need to go. And that was honestly the most rewarding part, being able to connect these really specific needs with uh, really specific donations. Right. And and it's amazing the power of social media and the power right. of Instagram, honestly. Yeah. People rag on social media a lot. And like, I'm, I'm with that. It can be very draining, but man, during being in the twin cities at that time, I felt like a part of something so big and so special because of social media. Yes. 
Yeah, I 100% agree with that. That's it. That was the feeling. I mean, I was amazed. The number of people who told me when they would bring the donations that it was the first time they'd been downtown in even a year. I thought, wow, like we're really getting people to support this community, which is Minneapolis. It's not, you know, everyone says, well, I'm not from South Minneapolis or I'm not from St. Paul, these areas that were really affected um, and living in this food desert but they would still come out and bring food and support. And they would say, we're here to help our community because we are just one big community. And I think that time really, really helps cement that, that idea. Mm -hmm. I think self-care is about taking care of yourself. Yes. But it's also about being in service to others. I think that's like, actually the end game is like when you fill up your cup and you take care of yourself, you can take care of other people. And I, I just, you know, I hone that in with my clients. we we'll talk about this on the show and you're doing it. You're doing all those things. How do you take care of yourself? Because <laughs> you're a busy human and you've got kids. And really great. Partner, <laughs> like, and it's okay if it's like, like oh whatever, God. like whatever yeah. you do. <laughs> That's such a good question. I, there's times where I, I mean, I forget, you know, you have a busy day and you're like, you said, you're doing so much for other people and very focused on ways to help others that it's, it's hard to remember, but with kids, it's impossible. It's really hard. It's so hard. Oh my God. It's so hard. The self-care looks different for me. Like it, it literally might be that I honestly take a long, hot shower. Like it's that simple because I don't have time to sit and enjoy a cup of coffee over a well-made breakfast. Like I used to <laughs> like that. That's the dream, but that's not happening. you know, it's, um, it's a fight to get my son to eat oatmeal, but it, we, we try. So it could be that, or honestly going to bed early. I I'm a night owl, so I could stay up till 3am and that's no problem. That's just what I do for you. So, wow. Yeah. And so telling myself, okay, I'm going to go to bed early so that I can wake up and be really refreshed and get the sleep I need that. I mean, that's the self-care that I'm, I'm doing right now. And, and everyone, you know, I think the self-care we imagine are, you know, going to get massages or getting our nails done and things like that, that we just can't really do right now in the same way. And so finding other ways where you can just have a moment and honestly, like you said, just take care of yourself. Just fill mm-hmm. up your cup in whatever way you need to. So that's that's mostly what I do. Otherwise, just binge Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, excellent. What are you watching right now? Oh my god. Okay, I keep telling everybody about this show called um, Dirk Gently's Detective Holistic Detective Agency. What? It's, it's- uh, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but it's on Hulu and. Um, Elijah Wood is in it. It's I okay. I figured Elijah out Elijah Wood from back from the like. Oh my god. Yeah, Elijah Wood. He's he like only does like the macabre, right? He does yeah, very yeah. weird shows, and it's weird, man. It is weird. It's like sci-fi and a huge mystery, and you just like lose yourself in this crazy world they've built in this show. So that's what I've been watching. Totally obsessed with it. Dirk, um, say it one more time, Dirk. What? Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. <laughs> I want to check this out. It sounds great. I've been telling everyone, I'm like, this show is so good. It, 
It only had two seasons. The second season's going a little downhill, but the first season. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So Kelly, before we go, what are you looking forward to when things go back to quote unquote normal and you get, you know, to do weddings endlessly or, you know, whatever it is you're looking forward to, what can you not wait until we're back? Oh my gosh. Such a good question. Honestly, I I hate to say I'm such an extrovert. And so seeing people that I guess aren't on my like safe list right now, (laughs) totally, Mm -hmm. you know, just the people like seeing you in person, like Mm -hmm. seeing my friends and the people I care about that, that I haven't been able to connect with and really know how they're doing and see them and spend time with them. And that's what I'm excited for is just being able to go out and see people in, in the way we used to. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say the normal way because I don't think things are going to completely go back to normal for quite a while. But at the very least, I want to be able to hug someone and, and not worry, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just be able to have a conversation with them a little bit closer than six feet. <laughs> You know, that's the stuff I'm excited for. I think just because I am such an extrovert and that human connection is what I can't live without. That is, it's so essential to my, my well-being. Totally. What's your, what's your sun, moon rising? What's in your chart? Um, so I am an Aquarius. Smart girl. Yeah. (laughs) What are, wait, what are you? I'm a Cancer Sun. I'm a Capricorn Moon and an Aries Rising. So I'm a. Oh I'm my a gosh. I don't know all of those things. Okay. I can't. I have to like look at my co-star to be able to tell you my co-star. Okay. I have. <laughs> well, Isn't Aquarius like a Virgo Moon. Okay. Yeah. Balanced. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Aquarius, like I almost guessed that. I love it when I guess it right, but really? I never, I, it's not that often that I do guess it right. I am pretty proud to be an Aquarius. So I, I won't say, oh my gosh, I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. I, I love it. All oh, the yeah. other Aquariuses I meet are like crazy and I love them. <laughs> Again, smart. Like my daughter Rory's an Aquarius and I'm always like, Oh, she just, she just smart. And she doesn't really care about what yeah. like other people think of her. Like, how do I do that? <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so funny. You will have like the best daughter if, if she's like that now. And uh, yeah, you will have such a great time with her as she grows up. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. I think so. Well, for the listeners, where can they find you? How can they, you know, maybe if they're planning a wedding right now and they're looking to, you know, seek out Maven, it might be not for a while, it might be 2021 or, or in yeah, the future, but like, how can they absorb all your goodness? Oh my gosh. Well, I, and we love to connect with people. And like you said, like help people find opportunities and ways to just experience life in, in whatever way they're looking to do that. Um, so on Instagram, Maven events, uh, our style shop is Maven style shop on Instagram. Uh, otherwise, yeah. And if somebody's planning an event, like email us, we're happy mm-hmm. to chat about it and talk through all the challenges that, that that comes with that right now. But there is still so much to look forward to. And there are still so many ways to celebrate and have events right now in a really fun, meaningful way. So we're happy to help in any way we can. I love that. We should probably pair up and do some sort of like really cool, like witchy at home gathering at some point. Uh, yes. so I, love 
I would love that. Awesome. Well, thanks, Kelly. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again for tuning into Yoga Magic, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something new, go ahead and share it with a friend or share it on Instagram and tag Yoga Magic Podcast. Thanks so much to Kelly for sharing her wisdom on this show. We'll talk to you next week.